Cool. Uh, thank you very much for being with me, Paolo. And uh, yeah, I just thought we, we start the interview by getting to know a bit more about you, knowing where, where you came from. Um, oh, is there something um, that you'd like to share about you that no one knows about you? Well, that no one knows, I don't think, I guess. I don't think I'm going to share it here. <laughs> just oh. to give you an idea, just to give you an idea. So I was born in Ecuador. Yeah. I South America. I moved with my parents to Italy for a few years. Uh, then I came back. They were doing university in Italy. Then I came back to live to Ecuador. I lived there until, the, let's say, 20 years old. At some point, I, I, was, I used to go in the summers to the U.S. to learn English. Um, after I went to study to France, I finished my bachelor's degree in France, but I was still partying. Uh, when I came back from France, I realized that you know if you weren't in, if you if you weren't in the game, if you weren't making money, you were nowhere. When when you were young, if you play good football, if you have you're a good fighter, if you are funny, if you you are somebody. But when I came back from France, I realized that whoever was broke, he was struggling. So then he started the whole realization that, man, I need to make it unless I want to work for somebody for the rest of my life, which wasn't the plan. Mm. Yeah. I ended up going to Barcelona, open a pharmaceutical distribution company, which technically, theoretically, went good, but I never made money in that one. Mm -hmm. uh, then I had many businesses I failed in. Most of them, always, always something went wrong. Like in the last minute, always something went wrong. Uh, learn a lot of stuff there, learn that it was difficult. And one day I met a guy who was doing flat shares and he kind of taught me the business. So I started doing flat shares in Barcelona and the same guy eventually told me, why don't you come to London? And we start doing this whole flat sharing thing in London. So I came to London and we started with the whole flat share thing. And then when was that? What was the date that you came to London and you started? That was around 2009, 2010, 2011. I was going back and forwards. You know, I still had the pharmaceutical distribution company uh -huh. trying to survive, make that one survive. But as my friend told me when he started with the flat shares, he said, man, I have six flat shares. I make more money than the boss of the boss of my boss. <laughs> he was doing it part-time. He used to be a working in the Royal Bank of Scotland as a private banker. Yeah. So he told me, why don't we, why don't you come here to London and we start making it, you know, to the next level. So I came and we started. So I basically came to do that business. Mm -hmm. And, and at the start, when you started working with him though, what was your plan? What was your goal? What did you want to achieve when you started working? No, it, it was just survival mate, because I, oh, well, wow. I, had, yeah. I was already, I was already used to failing mm -hmm. and you know, when you enter into one business and you fail and you enter into second business and you fail and when you enter into business number 10 and you fail. Yeah. Like my, I really didn't have any great expectations. It was just like this in reality, this is, I thought this is my last shot. If this one fails, I just get a job and that's it. Wow. Uh, but and once I read something that says the temptation to quit, is the strongest just when you're about to succeed. And that was for real, the, I, I have already promised to myself that was the last shot because I had a kid in that time. 
the mom of the kid was, you know, about to leave me. It's like, man, you get into all these businesses, you are not getting anywhere. Uh, and we are poor. And she was basically paying for everything. She used to have a good job before she she gave birth and whatever. So yeah, we came to London to survive. But uh, I remember the day that I, after a couple of years, I went to, I had, we had this little safe box and I went for holidays and I left a guy, a French guy that was my right hand man in those times in charge. And he called me and he told me, boss, we have a problem. And I'm like, what's the problem? It's like the money doesn't fit anymore in the safe box. <laughs> so one of the nicest problems yeah, uh, we had in this thing. And, so, and then, so, tw so 2009, 20, so 2009, you started doing this thing, right? Yeah, kind of, yeah, 2009, 2010. And I still have church in Barcelona, but they, the flat church in Barcelona used to make, let's say, 300 a month, and the flat church in London used to make 1,000 a month. Okay. So, so it, it was a different game. And, and expanding in London was much easier than expanding in Barcelona. Yeah, so, and then throughout the process, though, because um, surely if you've not done flat sharing in the past, you've not been in the business, what were the things you had to learn? What was the skill maybe that you had to learn? Well, you, you had to learn everything. You, you have to learn everything. I mean, this is, uh, at the end, you, you, you have people living in your properties, so you have to get the properties. Mm -hmm. So you have to landlords to rent you out the properties and allow you to sublet. Yeah. In reality, at the beginning, we were lying to landlords. We were saying that. We were living in there, but then after we realized no point to lie, so we just were straight on when we knew what we were doing a little mm. bit more. Yeah. Uh, you have to get the property, you have to market it, you have to rent the rooms, which is pure sales marketing, you have to manage them, you have to collect rents, you have to deal with councils, you have to uh, understand the law, you have to understand everything, numbers, whatever. I mean, it's a 360 degrees operation. Mm -hmm. So... You need to problem resolution constantly, manage people, manage employees, manage Latin agents, property managers, cleaners, maintenance, contractors, uh, suppliers, landlords, lawyers, accountants, I mean, 360. Mm -hmm. and, and along the way, what was the, I mean, how much did you grow the company then from nothing in 2009 to now? What was the growth? Well, now, so now after Corona, after, after Corona, we, we, we are in retirement basically. Mm -hmm. uh, before, before Corona, then, what, what was your top end? Where did you get to with the business? Depends because I personally had at some point 180 flat shares. Okay, 180, yeah. Over 1,000 rooms. That's that's a, a pretty decent size of operation. 30 employees. Blah 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 blah. blah. Yeah. Uh, before Corona, we were in 140, but then I started also doing investments in other countries, other industries, etc., etc., etc. I guess the of this game was, let's say, one year before Brexit or something like that, mm -hmm. where you know the whole thing was still growing. Uh, the problem is the it, it became more and more difficult and more and more sophisticated the game because new regulations came in and stuff. But we were always top three players in London. I mean. Okay. Of us, maybe one or two companies in the whole London, that's it, in the, in the whole HMO management. And you know, HMO operation, rent-to-rent, however you want to call it. Yeah. And then what would you say was the hardest challenge that you had to, to that you encountered? And what did you do to, to uh, overcome that? I think the hardest challenge, 
always in business is all the failures because you know like is it when once things are going good mm-hmm. see but to get there you need to go through a lot of failures so i had to go through a lot of failures so 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 you wouldn't put it into I remember, one i remember you understand every time you fail people laugh at you you know some people <laughs> yeah. are happy you failed it's difficult to, you know, you, you keep going and little by little people, you know, just leave you alone. So it's a very lonely ride. Mm. So, you know, to wake up at four in the morning, taking a bike because you don't have money to go by taxi, to take a bus, to be in the airport at 5 a.m., to take an airplane, to go and sell some pharmaceutical product to some guy that really is thinking about his golf game in the afternoon and, you know, and then waiting until midnight. So you take the cheapest airplane back and arriving home almost at 2 a.m. So basically you did 22 hours days, some suit and tie, you understand? Those yeah. are the difficult times. I mean, but in business, if you know, you have very cool seasons and very cool times. And also you have very difficult, difficult times. Mostly is the before when you are, when things are not working out. Once things start working out, like then you start kind of living your dream, right? Mm. Yeah, so I mean, one thing I find really interesting, and that's the reason why I started this podcast about like, you need to master your mind, right? Because when you said to me, for you to succeed, you had to go through many failures, people were laughing at you. Um, So to me, understanding how, what went through your head when people laugh at you, what would be the things you would do so that you can still keep going? And and, because, you know, some people give up when people start laughing at them or or they can't handle I, that pressure. What would you do? Yeah, for me, I, I didn't feel I had any choice mm. because I I was super scared of ended up as I frustrated nobody in my life. So I was super scared of that. So on, on one side, and really I couldn't go back home with the tail between my legs, <laughs> couldn't do it. So I, I think really the... You know, like all these way forward, which in reality wasn't any grandiose plan of becoming Donald Trump or something like that. It was just like, I think some people just have that energy to push them forward and they don't know why. Mm -hmm. For me, it was fear of being nobody or fear of allowing people. I didn't want to be that old man that people step on. You understand? (laughs) Yeah. I, 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 I just wanted at least to reach a point where nobody, nobody can step on me ever in their life. Doesn't mean there was some kid that was bullied and not the contrary, but I was just like, I remember seeing an uncle of mine one day, he came home and he was complaining about some guys not paying him some contract he did for them. And I'm saying, but uncle, why don't you do anything about something about it? He told me, well, they are very powerful people. I think that day I said, no, that's never going to happen to me. I mean, somebody has to pay me, they will pay me. Regardless of what I have to do, they will pay me. So I think I just didn't want to be that guy that comes home and say, some powerful guy took advantage of me. You understand? Yeah. So it was more to make sure, like, it was more for, like, you wanted to not have, it was more, I mean, I guess fear kind of, pushed you ahead so that you don't you don't get in the place where you don't want to be yeah exactly yeah i mean it was moving I, I, away from I that i understand people that 
they are not understanding. For example, now in Corona, I still have people coming for interviews mm-hmm. and asking questions like if they have a choice. I know how much unemployment is already now. Mm-hmm. And they're still trying to choose between jobs. In my mind, I'm like, man, you don't, I mean, if you don't know what's coming now, if you can get hold of a job now, stick to it. Don't mind, don't ask me how many hours. But still people seem to don't understand, you understand? Or they don't yeah. understand all these kids nowadays, they don't understand, they won't have no retirement. They don't, you, you understand? They think they're still gonna have a job, be old, get some retirement. And if even old people now are struggling, imagine in 50 years how it's gonna be. I mean, if, if you're not financially independent now, your elderly times are gonna maybe hell. I mean, you're gonna depend on broke governments, corrupt broke governments, not, not a nice, yeah. not a nice future. So I think in my in my way, in my side, I think what it pushed me forward, it was fear. Mm. And for sure, when you already start winning, now you are, oh, now I want to compete. <laughs> How many players came? 100, okay, let's play. Let's see what's the maximum we can get. You understand? Yeah. Yeah. I think, for example, our company, in terms of profitability, we may have been the second or third in, the third in size, but I think in profitability, we were fighting with the number one. Mm-hmm. So money-wise, it could be that some years we were number one in London, which is quite an achievement if you think about it, because London is London. Yeah. It's not. You understand? Yeah, yeah. I mean, number one in London, that, that should be pretty good, yeah. That's at the top, really. <laughs> That's good. And then if you're able to share, what, what, what kind of kind of result did that make, I guess, money-wise or in your life or the impact? Sorry? So in terms of the end result of the, those years till you got to the to the height of where you were, like the top side of it, like what was the result in terms of money side, impact with, because I guess you would be working with quite a few number of um, people, right? With your apartments and all of that. Would you mind sharing some of those numbers so people have an idea in their head how that looked like? About money? Money, number of people that, because, you know, when you're helping someone with their apartment, for example, you're helping someone stay, have a, have a roof above their head. Would you have some numbers? I know you said 180 flats, 1,000 rooms. Ah, uh, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, we were having about 2,000 tenants a, a year. Average stay was around six months per tenant in about 1,000 people at the time so they would rotate in average twice a year so we, we have had tens of thousands of tenants wow. uh, we did make millions mm-hmm. uh, so technically i wouldn't have to work ever again in my life we did i mean i had other business on the side like software development really property investments blah 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 we started mm-hmm. operating in other countries and things like that so money wise in a level of under uh, of around between seven and eight digits okay uh, that's it i mean we we, we got there uh, so in terms of money we want to retire we want to retire i would like to make 100 millions mm-hmm. not because i need the money anymore because really i'm not good at spending money <laughs> uh, cool to have 100 millions to have made 100 millions to just i like the number 100 millions yeah just uh, for the game right in terms of the thing is, this is a business that, in the way it was structured, it couldn't escalate much more than what we have escalated. 
because when we have like hundreds of properties spread over different areas and they are not tailor made for the they're not purpose made for HMOs and blah 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 and most of them to, tend to be old properties and things like that it's a lot of management what, what we're working now with developers in is building co-living accommodation we know this business but but that's going to be some way, somehow, a walk in the park, but it's going to be a different ball game because now if you're going to make a building with 200 units or 150 uh, bedrooms in a building developed, made for it, I'm sure we're going to find new challenges on that one, but, you know, the game will, will change or has changed. Um, then about... The thing is that when you are, in a, when you are fully immersed in a fight, I see a business like a fight, right? So the business starts when a guy smacks you. You understand? The guy smacks you and you are like, oh, shit. Now I'm going to kill you. And then you start punching, right? Yeah. You don't have much time to be thinking. So when you, you, you enter in an operation that starts growing fast, there is really no much time to, to stop and... and so if you had a five years ride of pure growth and stuff and blah, 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 and operation and whatever, uh, you just go with the flow and you understand. Mm -hmm. And, and, and with, with COVID-19, what do you think is going to be the flat sharing um, industry? What's going to happen to this? Hi everyone, Nicholas Lee here with a special gift just for you. If you struggle with negative thoughts, you will love my ebook. Four steps to eliminate negative thoughts valued at £97. If you would like a free copy of this ebook, click on the link in the description titled Four Steps to Eliminate Negative Thoughts. In this ebook, you will learn the exact four steps that I use and teach my mentees to eliminate negative thoughts from their life. That's it from me. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Bye. Because I know we had a few chats about uh, this. It, it has been a mega disaster for the industry. Now, as I always say, you know, natural selection, the strong will survive, okay. they will mm -hmm. die. People, they are, you know, they're paying too much in rent, so they have too much overheads and staff are already out of business. Uh, other people, you know, have been have very lean lean operations with few overheads, and they have negotiated good prices, and you know, they stay out. I don't think nobody's making money now, and I don't think nobody's gonna make money in, in the next months or a year at least, because you know, wait for the demand offer offer demand balance to balance out. At the moment, it's much more offered than demand. Hmm. I mean, that's typical cycles, no? So a lot of people going to go out of business, other people going to survive, other people going to start new businesses, when, and other people are going to start growing again as soon as, as it makes sense. But at the moment, it doesn't make sense to keep growing because we don't know what's happening in six months. Yeah, yeah. And thanks for that. And, and finally, for, for this part of the interview, what would be interesting is to know I mean, you've achieved crazy success here and you've been doing that for the past 10, 15 years. Um, what would be one habit that you've been doing which, I think, which you think contributed the most to your success? Uh, just to clarify, I don't think I have achieved crazy success. I guess I have achieved some success. Crazy uh -huh. success uh, is, is a different ballgame. Yeah. Um, 
what, I think it's all relative as well, right? The months. I think is is mostly hard work because we were doing it 24-7, seven, seven days a week. And we are actually having fun doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, hard work, definitely. Everybody who tried to do it at nine to five or everybody that started a business, started making 10K a month and started buying cars and, and, and shaving their legs and going for holidays every every two weeks and blah, blah, blah. All those people ended up in nothing. So it has been hard work and it has been, you know, not 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 going too crazy with the money because I remember the first, I remember when, when I made the first million, I didn't even realize that I made the first million. One day I just decided I'm going to do a balance <laughs> of sets and whatever. And I was like, Oh, I have like 1.5 million. I didn't even realize I have made the first million. Mm. Didn't make pie, didn't open any champagne bottle, didn't open any cigar. You understand? Yeah. And, and, and little by little, it became normal to start making a million a year. She's mm. like, oh, I just made another million. <laughs> Next year, oh, I made another million. You, you understand? Yeah. So, yeah. so if you go crazy, if you go crazy with the money, if you go crazy with the... I did go crazy at some point in buying bullshits and it just takes your time. You know, you just, you just lose focus. So I think the habit is just to keep the focus forward, like a horse that they put these things in the eyes to just keep... Looking forward, yeah. Because yeah, distracted, then you stay in the way. Mm-hmm. Good, good. No, thank you for that. And I think to me, the second part. Thank you for for sharing your story. is very, very inspiring. I think, especially if someone maybe would like to be in the real estate, and it's interesting of what how things are going to evolve going forward with COVID. Um, one thing that would be good. So that if you could share that with us, that would be perfect. Because I think you've achieved a lot, even though you don't think it's, it's a lot for most people, you've achieved way more than, than the majority. And it looks like you are involved in various businesses and investments. If, if you were to lose everything today, like for whatever reason, and you had to restart the whole thing, what would you do for the first 30 days? For the first to- 30 30- yeah, to rebuild the whole thing. I, I, I will, I will, I will rest. <laughs> I, I will, I will have to to reset, reset, because the the what what I, you know, something that worked at some point doesn't mean that it's gonna work now, you know, because the the, the market changes, everything changes. Mm-hmm. So I think try to do whatever you did and try to repeat exactly the copy paste same. Besides, I don't have the energy I had in those times or the hunger I had in those times. But yeah, I think you, you need to understand the, the market and you need to try to spot the opportunity. Now with more know-how, for sure, it will be easier to, to spot the opportunity, whatever it opens. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think it will be just, you know, analysis. I... I, I I read or I heard somebody on YouTube talking about something called aggressive patience. You know, just just keep an eye where you can pull the trigger and pull it because you, timing also is everything. You understand? Yeah. Uh, and and luck matters a lot. For example, in the flat share game, we started when in the bottom. So we 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 started in the bottom or just when it was bottoming 
bottoming the whole market. So our way was all the way up. Prices were up and blah, 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 blah. So it, it, the same guy could have arrived four years after or five years after the same city and try to do the same thing and you wouldn't have worked in the same way because timing makes a difference. Mm -hmm. But right let's place in the right right place in the right time. So it's a bit of a bit a bit a lot of luck. Okay. Yeah. So you would say you need timing, luck and do some analysis of where would make more sense to move forward. Yeah, because now now who knows what's happening. I mean you have U.S. elections in 20 plus days, they will change the planet. Uh -huh. uh, you have Brexit in a couple of months. You have furlough ending at the end of this month. That nobody knows how it's going to affect, you know, consumption and unemployment and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. You have competent politicians. I don't know what they are doing. So, I mean, there's many factors there. You understand? People that are freaked out, they think they're going to die. Young people, they are scared of going out, even when their probabilities of dying are close to zero. But yeah. of course, but they're still freaked out. You have companies, they, want, they, they, they don't want to come back to the offices. And that has a domino effect everywhere. That's true. But let's suppose you, you did not have, like, the wealth you've already built. And maybe you had to build from now, and let's say you had the energy, what would be, I guess, maybe two, three things you would start off in the first 30 days if you had to rebuild what you built? I, I think the, the business, the, the we are in, the, the whole properties, rent to rent, HMO stuff is, it's actually, if you are ready to do what it, whatever it takes, it's actually guaranteed, mm -hmm. but you need to be ready to do whatever it takes. Mm. Uh, and, and just to maybe you know, ba basic businesses, like ba basic stuff, like you understand, I mean, people eat, people sleep, people, you know, in elastic industries, yeah. uh, maybe finding companies that, because it's so many companies out there now that their owners would dream to have a person to come and take them over uh, because they just don't have the energy. So there is opportunities everywhere, mm -hmm. but just people don't want to take the responsibility, you know, like how many, everything, you know, how many opportunities are out there now for in every industry, basically for you to come in. I mean, there are other industries that are more sophisticated than, than other ones. I will start from, from basic needs covering basic needs some way, somehow, you know, like that now have people having virtual restaurants, things like that seem pretty straightforward. No? Yeah. So going for the basic needs and just to clarify, because I think for you in your head, it's normal, like doing what it, what it takes. What would you define what it takes mean? Because some people maybe in their head, they've had different upbringing, like, I think if whatever, you want to it give takes, <laughs> whatever it takes means the same for everybody. Whatever it takes is whatever it takes. So if it takes, I mean, whatever it takes is whatever it takes. I don't want to go neither and to say something I'm going to regret after, but <laughs> it takes means whatever it takes. So whatever you have to do to make it work, right? Sorry? Whatever you have to do to make it work. 
What do you have to do to make it work? I mean, whatever you have to do to make it work. That's yeah, what yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. like... It, Just go for it, yeah. <laughs> because, you know, it. people understand. People understand when you are ready to do whatever it takes, they think, oh, this guy will actually do whatever it takes. Mm. So people will will follow you or people will be scared of you. People don't want to mess up with you because they know you will do whatever it takes. So people will give you their, you know, like in, in, in business, sometimes people need to give you their trust. Mm -hmm. So they see a person in front of them that he will do whatever it takes to serve their debt. You understand? Like mm -hmm. you should, with somebody and like man give me this property and i will guarantee pay you every month xyz for example and when they understand that they once you say once you take that keys they get paid regardless because you are ready to do whatever it takes they will give you their property you understand yeah because they feel that confidence and you make a reputation also and they're like oh that guy when you give them a property and he tells you he's going to pay you every month on time, every time, that means he's going to pay you every month on time, every time. He will figure out the way how to pay you. You understand? Yeah. So, so, so you know where you're taking the problem? You're taking the problem away from, from that person, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you take the responsibility and once you say your word means something and people, you know, people respect that and people give you stuff. People wants to do business with you because they know that you are a serious person and you're not gonna just run away or call them. Well, you remember what I agreed. Now I decided to change my mind. And you understand? Yeah. Right or wrong, if you agree to something, you agree to something. So I think that helps also in business big time. Yeah, I think from, from what I'm hearing from you, to me that it looks like there's three main things, right? For so the first one is do whatever it takes to make do something and then go with it and then adjust as you go along the other one is um, failures is part of the journey so you, you need to be happy to fail along the way and thirdly is don't come back on your own words just go with what you've said make sure it works out the way you've you've said you're going to do it right yeah but one thing that i learned also there are businesses that are difficult there are businesses to make one pound in certain industries and stuff is very difficult. So uh, you could be the most serious guy in the world. You can be the most hardworking guys in the world, blah, 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 blah. But if you are in the wrong place or in the wrong time or worse in the wrong place at the wrong time, it's not going to happen. But okay, until you find what is going to, until you get that look that you're going to be in the right place at the right time, you may, you, you make, you may make some mistakes. So I wouldn't suggest to people neither to, you know, blindly just fall in love to or get obsessed with some idea or some, some business and just go and go and go and go and go because some businesses are just unfeasible. For example, my pharmaceutical distribution operation, mm -hmm. now that I'm an older man and I understand a bit more, it was unfeasible because structurally, structurally it was wrong because I had the margins were too small. So for me to, to make money, I, I had to move so much volume that maybe I didn't negotiate correctly with manufacturers. I didn't understand the supply chain. I didn't understand the price structure, blah, 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 blah. 
I will never, ever, ever get into a business with small margins like that mm. because to do a lot of work to come up with a very small margin, you understand? So yes. remember, always margin by rotation. So yeah, that balance has to be there. If the rotation is not great, you need to have a great margin or, or that whole thing, you understand? Yeah, great point. That's a really great point of, the, I guess, choosing the industry where it still makes sense to, to put in the time. And as, as we close in on the interview, one, one more question that I like to, to get from you is what is the quote that you kind of live by or that you tend to share with your employees, the people that you work or you mentor sometimes, the people that are around you? The quotes. Yeah, or the, the line that you like I to have, That I have in my WhatsApp that it says, everything you want is in the other side of fear. Mm. Uh, so everything you like is in yeah. the other side of fear. Mm -hmm. uh, fear, it's fear. Fear stops you. So fear stops you. Yeah, like once you overcome fear on whatever you understand, even mm -hmm. go and talk to girl and things like that, or you understand, like yeah. many people get a lot of stuff not because they are because they are hard workers or because just because they are not scared of just going and asking for it or going and getting it, you understand? Exactly. So, and and I do have I, like sorry? So yeah no sorry I yeah I do have like an episode around fear where I mean to me fear means like false expectations appearing real. So it appears in our head more rather than being real. So sometimes we let the thoughts that goes in our head that we think is not going to work or um, we stop ourselves before doing the thing. Um, and that's what you mean, I think. Just just go for it, even though, like, get past the fear, isn't it? Yeah, because a lot of people get frozen by fear in everything, you understand? Fear mm -hmm. of failure, fear of other people, fear of this, fear of that, fear of getting in trouble, you understand? A lot of people, oh, I would like to do it, but I don't want any trouble. Yeah. If you're Fear of travel, forget it, man, because you need to get in trouble because that's the only way to, you know, to explore. You yeah. need to, like, if you are scared of everything, and if people can scare you easily, then you won't get anywhere because people will scare you. Exactly. You know? and, and, like, not everyone's going to like you as well. If you're doing something that you believe in, not everyone's going to believe the same thing as you. So you're going to have people, you're going you're to have haters. It's part of the journey, right? Yeah, but like being liked, look, being liked mm. is nothing. Being liked is nothing because people like you while they like you. You can do 100 things for a person and they like you. And as soon as they 101, you say, no, now they don't like you. <laughs> so big base, like, mm -hmm. he likes me, she likes me. I mean, if a girl likes you, that's nice. Mm -hmm. But if a guy likes me, it makes no difference. I mean... <laughs> Likes or dislike is irrelevant. I, I have people that we do business, and I don't think we like each other, but we respect each other. That's that, that's mm. a much more solid ground. You understand? Yeah, yeah, makes sense. So, so people like you or don't like you. I mean, at the end, you know, it's irrelevant if they like you or don't like you. Like it's it's, it's better than some people like you, but it can change. And some people can dislike you today and like you tomorrow. You understand? Mm -hmm. So, so it changes a lot, the like or dislike. Yeah, great point. And, and final question for you is, what are you working on right now then? What's the, what's the plan for, for, for um, Paolo? 
As I told you, I mean, we are in aggressive patience now, just sitting and waiting with the with the rifle in our hand, mm-hmm. ready to whenever we see something moving. Mm-hmm. I mean, for the last year, in any case, we have been dealing with we call even developments now, and we are working in a few countries with developers and staff. So we're working in that, but also we are looking into buying now opportunities business they are collapsing or businesses where the owners lost their will to run them or want to retire things like that you know just looking for opportunities so what what we're what i'm doing now is like liquidating as much as i can whatever i can without taking any losses mm-hmm. and building these investment private investment funds to be ready to pull the trigger whenever whenever the opportunity comes so mm-hmm. basically what we're doing because again now entering a business now i think is a little bit crazy unless it's a super 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 good deal but you understand remember that you make money when you buy not when you sell mm-hmm. uh, that's that's key properties but also also applies to other industries and to business itself. So now we're just waiting for the whole thing to to correct at least, if it's not to collapse. And then whenever is whenever prices make sense, then we will buy, no? Mm-hmm. So having some liquidity with you so you can invest on the right opportunities as soon as they come up. Yeah, they will they will in, in the next year there's gonna be a lot a lot mm. of stuff. Yes, 2021, sure. 2022 should be very good. 2023, who knows what's going to happen, but next year it should be crazy stuff coming up in every industry, in every, in everything, in every country, basically. That's how I see it. Yes, perfect. Thank you very much for your for your time no and for sharing no your problem. your story and and those great advice you provided here. And yeah, good luck with what you're doing. Clearly you're in a good position right now, especially where we are, and ready to pounce on any opportunities in the next few years. Thank you very much for your time, Paolo. And I cheers. Bye bye then. Bye bye.